There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your host, Tara Long and Liz B. everyone. Liz be here with my sister Tara Long in one more episode of The Source Connection. Before we begin our coherence, let's just um, give a few announcements. We are, actually, let's start over. Wait. Hi, everyone. Liz B. here with my sister, Tara Long. Welcome to one more episode of The Source Connection. Mm, Before we take a moment to arrive, I'd just like to let you know that Tara and I have a new offering coming up. It's called Ignite, and we are running it right now with a few wonderful participants where you get a chance to come fully as yourself and get to know what that looks like, what that feels like, so you can get out there in the world and just shine as bright as you can. Um, Let's take a moment to arrive. Planting your feet flat on the ground if you're sitting, finding a comfortable position to lay down if that's what you choose to do in this moment. And I'd like for you to place your hands at your heart space, left hand under right hand. So right hand over left, however you want to say it. Just let the breath find you. Reclaiming the coherence with the field of infinite possibilities. Reawakening to our divine connection within ourselves and with all that there is. Focusing on the breath as your anchor point.
Are you breathing or is it breathing you? Tapping into the perfection of your body temple. Knowing that you have more than one body, that your physical body, your mental body, your energetic, emotional, etc. Knowing that life is always for you, never against you. That goes for every process, every situation, every discomfort that one could be going through. What if you could love everything that happens? What if you could just love the shit out of it? Take a deep inhale and suspend the breath. Side out. <sighs> Two more times, inhaling deep. Feeling the imprint of the coherence of the knowing. And you bathe your being. <sighs> One last time. <sighs> and from that space, welcome back.
Thank you, Liz. Um, yeah, I'm coming back from Nina Music and Sky, where a few times I had to close my eyes to take a visual break from the stimuli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shout out to Michael and Matt, all the speakers, Kelly, Alec, Eileen, Melissa, Sophie and Erasmus, all of the wonderful new people I got to meet and the old friends I got to see again. <laughs> mm, yeah, so beautiful you got to go to that, mm. or you chose to go to that. And, yeah. Mm. Mm. I want to remind people too, I have an itch on my nose. <laughs> um, just that we, we are found, the source connection can be found on here, wherever you're watching us, obviously, on Odyssey, Spotify, YouTube. And we also are over on Patreon. If you'd like to join our community there, we do exclusive content. We do have exclusive content for you all there. So yeah, join us if you'd like more. I mean, more of me and Liz. Can you imagine? <laughs> more more of us, of all of us. Yeah. More of all of us together. Yeah. More yeah. of the field, more of the amplification of this field. And that was my last conversation yesterday with Dr. Edith. Well, actually, I got to talk to Melissa after, but both of them, and we were talking about amplifying the field. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we do here at the Source Connection. Yeah. It's one of our intentions is to create a space where that is happening. And if you're here with us, if you're listening, if you're watching, that's happening. That's how you yeah. are doing it too. You are amplifying the space. You are shining your light even brighter because we are, we are doing that together. Yeah. Yeah. We are each other's deepest wish. Mm. Oh, I love that one. I love that <laughs> I one. I know, I love it. It never gets old. It's always never so, gets old. Such a, a tickle in my heart. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so with that said, it goes back to what I said. What if you could love all of it, right? What if everything that's happening in your life, it's your deepest wish for you to remember, for you to activate? for you to mm. embody more of who you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially the things you don't like. Yeah. Um, not to say that, not to say loving them means you keep tolerating them. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> We've talked about that before. I just want to clarify because yeah. that can be a very yeah sticky thing. Don't stick, don't stay around. Don't stick around for it. But what is it showing you? What is it there for? And the work becomes really the internal landscaping of how one is choosing to perceive things, how one is relating to things, because that gets to propel the shift on the circumstances on the outside um, happening. So the phenomena ends up being, it's both ways where your internal resources in um, ignitions or activations become a shift in what you're experiencing externally and vice versa. 
So it's this constant ability to tune in to what is your field and how do you bring that into life? How is that matching what's happening outside of you? And so the attention continuously goes inwardly so you can fine tune what is the signal that you're broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. And And today we have a theme that we would like to talk about, which is consent. Yeah. The understanding that this realm is based on consent. What are we consenting to? How are we consenting to? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Yeah. And that's basically you're choosing. To consent means you're saying, that's okay. Yes. And there's many ways we consent, right? We can consent verbally. We can consent through silence. They're not saying anything at all when something doesn't feel right, but we just go along with it. And we've seen this highlighted, amplified really over the past couple of years, right? So, um, so we get to consent. And again, I, when this has such been such a tricky thing these past few years because mm. when we say you know everything that happens to you you're consenting to right which isn't always the case because sometimes things happen like abuse and all of these things which we could argue on some level maybe there's consent right on some soul contract or things like that but we're not we don't need to get into that um so we're not saying that you're consenting to being abused even though in some cases (laughs) that may be true. Um, But I just want to, again, this goes back to what I was talking about before. I just want to put that disclaimer on what we're talking about here. We're not talking about, I'm not talking about someone being raped or like severely abused and all of that. You're obviously not consenting to that. And that has been done against your will. Um, That could be a long conversation, but I just want to put that out there. Um, because yeah, but the consent that we're talking about is the things, the authority that one believes um, one may have, that is not you, <laughs> that is telling you to mm-hmm. do something that is not that you do not have to consent to that no matter what, no matter if it's a police officer or a judge or a, it doesn't, you do not have to consent to what they say. I want to expand on the idea that because we're so multi-layered, there are different um, unfoldings, shall I call it, happening. And so there's the personal unfolding and the experiences that get mirrored because of that. There's a collective unfolding that's happening and we get the experiences that get mirrored through that. I do believe that we choose where our consciousness is inhabiting. And because of that choice, that's the consent. And so that at some level, some part of us is choosing something, right? And so I think that with that said, it's to really come to a closer encounter with oneself and really be present at every moment and really intentionalizing what one is choosing right? And what one is agreeing to. And one of the things that 2020 taught me is that consent is presumed unless denied. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so, as you said in the beginning, when you choose to go along and not say something about whatever thing, you're actually choosing that. So, it doesn't mean that you have to go tell everybody, but it's your own internal clarity about what you're consenting or not to. And mm-hmm. so, you hear experiences of, for example, Christopher James, who went into the ocean and declared, right? So the waters could carry his message of what he was, a man, a living man of the land, and just all of that beauty. And so it's more than just, um, I think it's bringing the subconscious to the conscious, is bringing the darkness into the scene, right? The unseen into the scene. So it's getting deeper in the process of really fine-tuning what our agreements are. What are we um, choosing with clarity, with awareness? Yeah, because there's so many cases, so many times where we don't even know that we're consenting or choosing something, right? Like you said, if it's in the subconscious, so we're bringing that forward, we're taking a look we're not being afraid to look at what have i been consenting to in myself what am i tolerating that's kind of another you know way we can put that um and also what am i asking permission for if you're asking permission that means you're consenting to that to having to ask permission you do not have to ask permission to live your life to uh, of course and another disclaimer this is all encompassing of do no harm, right? That's a given. And when you know yourself, when you know yourself, that is, it's almost, it's very natural that you're no longer going to consent when you know who you are. Then there's the insecurities fall away. Who am I? What am I doing here? Um, Am I going to be in trouble? Am I doing it right? Am I a good girl or boy? You know, all of these questions naturally fall away when you have the courage to really look and really be fearless in your um, explorations of who you are, too. In your own authority of who you are, in reclaiming the authority over your life, over your being. Um, yeah. And have patience with yourself because that's a work of a lifetime. Yes. We come into this realm and from the moment that even before we were born for the most of us, there was a system in place that our parents were already in agreement with that was based on some sort of, you know, outsourced authoritative figure external guidance and reassurance and so that could be imprinted in us and at different layers for different people at different depths so finding the tenderness within yourself when you do decide to embark on this path of self-governance of understanding Mm -hmm. that also and this is my own personal belief that we are bringing imprints from other lifetimes. And so there's so much more at play than what we sometimes can comprehend with our mind or with the stories that we've been through in this life. And so when I'm doing 
energy work with my clients, there's past life stuff that comes up and how sometimes the knowing of that brings relief to some sort of happening now and it ties in and kind of completes the, the, the spiral. Or it can bring even more confusion because we're trying to process it through the mind. So ultimately, what I have chosen for myself is I want freedom. I don't care how freedom comes or what ways, right? So I want to be free from my attachments. I want to be free from my pain, from my clinginess, from my necessity to understand it all or to know it all. Because ultimately, I want the freedom that comes from it. So getting clear with what your intention is when you're doing this kind of work of deepening your sense of yourself. Yeah, freedom. That was a that's a that's a big word. And that's one that has fueled um so much, right, in these past couple of years, that freedom, the freedom, uh freedom groups and freedom, 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 which can mean different things to different people, but Ultimately, you know, like Liz is saying, when we do this work, the realization is that you've always already been free and there's no one that can give you your freedom. There's no one that can take it away. It's there. It always has been and it always will be. You just have to go, oh, right. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> so the truth is the freedom has always been. And that doesn't mean that externally we won't see, we won't feel like, oh, I don't have this freedom because I'm choosing to not consent to that. Then I feel like I don't have that freedom anymore, you know? And that's just part of, that's part of the knowing who you are and being able to stay true and stay strong. And, you know, in these times, I totally understand and have compassion for people who have chosen certain things in order to maybe continue their way of life, keep a job. What, but when people say, oh, she or he had to, to keep their job or whatever, I just gently remind, you know, it's always a choice. And I'm not saying that it was easy. I'm not taking away the struggle or the suffer of that, or even judging it to say anyone should have done this or that. But just being so honest with yourself that it's all you always get to choose, even if that choice may bring you in the short term, some, you know, more struggle, more suffer, but it's up to you. Who do you, who do you want to show up as? Right. So Liz, I have a question for you. Can you think of an example or a time where you realized, oh, what was I, I was consenting to something I didn't know, or I didn't want to, or, or any sort of oh, real yeah. life thing. Totally. Um, it's beautiful question. Thank you for asking that because I was reflecting on the birth um, that I got to experience and I, your daughter, you mean? I had chosen to have a home birth. I had chosen to not get medicated through that birth. I had chosen to have as natural of a birth as I could have had. Yeah. Yet, when I look back, I wasn't completely free from the idea that I needed someone to supervise that birth. Mm. I needed to be seen by somebody to make sure everything was okay. I needed to have some sort of structure that was outside of myself that would reassure me that things were moving the way we, and I'm, I'm doing air quotes here, mm -hmm. 
um, they need to move. Mm-hmm. And so I think that even though at some level I had freedom to choose, I had yet not chosen to be complete, completely free from the system of that paradigm. And so I wasn't still free within myself and trusting that that process was mine and I could do it all on my own. And not to say that you can have guidance or support, I'm not claiming that, but I still outsourced the mm-hmm. final word of like, you're okay. Oh yeah, everything is great, mm-hmm. right? When I was able to feel my daughter's um, heartbeat, and I'm even like saying the word daughter here, knowing that that's not the right word for me to use. Um, but I was feeling that that being's heartbeat for the first time. I was I was in a dance class and I felt it clearly. And I remember going to the bathroom just so I could get away from the noise and really just be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm feeling this. It's I feel another heart beating inside of my physical body. And I remember saying that to my midwife and she said, well, that, that, that can't happen at this time. And I said, no, I, and it, it was so good for me to claim my authority that no, that happened to me. I know what happened. I felt it. It's, yeah. You can't claim that. Right. And we had this conversation <laughs> yeah. and I said, okay, well, you don't have to believe in order for me to validate what happened. Right. And um, yeah. by medical terms and I'm, air quoting again like oh no that doesn't happen at that stage Mm -hmm. and it did Mm -hmm. happen at that stage Mm -hmm. and so a few days ago I saw a video of a woman birthing in the ocean Mm. and she had this strong urge to birth in the ocean and she went for it and the waves were coming she was at the shore Mm. and the waves are coming in and out and she's right there birthing and makes me think of one of my good friends who I won't name but she had a strong hit to just my baby's coming and she walked in the jungle in Hawaii with her partner and she came back with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we were talking one day and, and she said, I was having this conversation with this guy he's a doctor telling me I need to do this, do that. And I said, wait a minute, that's the time you use your card. Like, um, excuse me, have you walked into the jungle and brought a baby back by yourself. No, all right. I don't think I can hear to what you have to say. But um, jokes aside, right? That reclaiming of like, how do I want this experience to be like? What does it look like for me before I'm subscribing to what others have put in place? Yeah. And I think I need to adhere to. Mm-hmm. So that's my my clear example. Even though I chose you know, things that were in alignment with what I wanted to see. And all of that came crashing down ultimately now when I look back because I was still relying on somebody else outside of me telling me that, "Mm, you know, maybe it's a good thing to go to the hospital right now. Mm -hmm. When if I had tapped into my own inner resourcefulness, I would have known, is this really what I need right now? Am I in danger? Am I, right? And so I wasn't fully embodied in that knowing to just really go inwardly and just step into my own being, not what other people were telling outside of me. 
but just like, oh no, I got this. And it all happened the way it needed to happen because yes, of course. When I look back, that's really when my kind of like knowing of leadership started because as she was born in the hospital, I looked for groups because it was so traumatic. I went through everything I did not want to go through. And there weren't any groups of mm -hmm. mothers who have planned home births and ended up in the hospital setting in surgery. And so I created my own group, the first group, I guess, in L.A., And that's when it all started for me, like this presence of like, oh, it doesn't exist. And I, I get to create that. I get to do it. That's how we met, right? Because we right. both had that urge to run the, the thank you body and all of that. And, and um, yeah. Hmm. Thank you. That's such a beautiful example. And one I think so many people can probably relate to, maybe not specifically to birthing, but something... Right something with our bodies and health and you know we're so 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 heavily conditioned on you know the fear of if you, you don't do it if you don't do this then you're gonna die you know i mean it's just very like the whole yeah. western medicine system is if you don't do if you don't listen to us you're gonna die i mean the end right and so we go through our lives like with getting a cut and a scratch and a cold and we got to go to the doctor you know even when we're little i mean i know you didn't necessarily grow up that way because your mom was an outlier but most people did I did I definitely grew up in the system you know in that system because my parents just didn't know better you know then you know they do now um but or at least my mom is very aware of that <laughs> you know she's like if I get cancer don't you know I'm that's fine I'm just you know don't take me to get any sort of medical treatment I'm like don't worry I won't <laughs> you know same for me Um, but, you know, having said that, so that, that would be my, like, most obvious example in my life is, is trusting that system for so long, because I didn't know better. I was a very young child when I had all kinds of health stuff. I know I've talked about it here before. And that was really the only option mm -hmm. that I knew about, right. And so then finally, in my 20s, I started to question and be like, this isn't helping me. So there's gotta be something else, right? There's gotta be something else. So then of course I found like acupuncture and nutrition alternative stuff and still gave my power away to some of those systems, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> to like, well, let's look at it through the glasses of Chinese medicine and not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's definitely far more invasive, far less invasive, sorry, than you know, like Western medicine. Yeah. However, it was still giving my power away to something, to a different kind of medicine, if you will, a different dogmatic system, you know, so unraveling all of that. And then, you know, now I, you know, would probably the only time I can imagine myself seeking care, and I'm not suggesting anybody else do this, but would be for some sort of, you know, emergence bleeding from something, my arms hanging off by, by a little threat, you know, something like that, then I'd be like, okay, let's go to the hospital. <laughs> But that's, <laughs> you know, so it took time, though, it took time to unravel that and to, to stop giving away, um, to stop consenting to someone else saying, I know what's right for you. I know it's better for you. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's, you know, one of the huge, the major like tenants of the past couple of years that we're seeing, bless you. Thank you. Is, uh, is the medical stuff. So, yeah. I'll, I'll wrap that up with another example, recent oh. example. Um, 
of choosing to not give that power away anymore and not seek an outside system to validate um, or to diagnose Mm -hmm. or to imprison me in its own constructs. Mm. Um, I was having, and you know this, um, I don't think I've talked about it here, but I was having and have been dealing with some digestive issues and um, some reproductive issues. And, you know, when I was at a homeopathic pharmacy talking with a friend who is a homeopathic um, practitioner and she said, you need to go get imaging done. Like we need to rule out this, this, this or that. And I remember coming home, sitting with that. And I was like, that doesn't sit right with me. I'll give it a few days. We talked about it. It's the next right step, this and that. And ultimately, I decided to not get that imaging done. I did not. I realized right deep down. I knew that inner knowing, not realize it came out. It came out of like, I don't need that system to validate anything for me. I trust that my body is doing exactly what it needs to do. I trust the cell adaptation, the tissue adaptation that's happening in my body. I know that it's all happening in divine orchestration and precision. And I just didn't go. And to me, it was just, again, what am I consenting to? Am I consenting? Am I agreeing that my body is knowledgeable, that my body holds the wisdom of what it needs or not? Right? Yeah. What am I choosing with every little decision that I make? Do I, does it support that knowing or does it mm-hmm. move away from that? Right? Yeah. Does it solidify that and just strengthens that knowingness? Yeah. And then when you strengthen that knowingness, it strengthens your experience of that knowingness. So it's not just something that you actualize mentally or rationally, but it becomes your experience of life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just practicing. And and it's like, you're almost giving yourself more and more evidence. If we could, you know, people need that. If you need that, like, Oh, look, I didn't do that imaging and I, I'm still here. I didn't die. I didn't get, you know, like all these things are our worst case scenario or something. I'm going to get whatever, whatever it is, your worst case fear, you know, your biggest fear around that. And, and, and the invitation is to maybe even go there. What is my biggest fear? What do I think is going to happen? How would that feel if that does happen? You know, and then what is the wisdom of my body in this moment? And this can take time. Yes. You know, if you're in a fierce state, that wisdom is less likely to be heard because you're, you know, kind of in hyperdrive, your nervous system is heightened, all of these things. So the invitation is to to let yourself relax and just be in a space of um of calm and just and not not to force anything, but to just be with yourself and just be curious and keep asking the question, what is what is what what is what does need to happen here? What does my body need? What is it saying no to? What is it saying yes to? You know, all of these things. Yeah. And it is a process and it can take time. And and you know, Liz and I aren't suggesting that you do or don't get any sort of medical care, of course. <laughs> um, you know, do what you do what you need to do for you. And there's no judgment in that for me because do you boo. You do you boo. I mean, we have been so conditioned you know, um, but it's possible. It is possible for you to know what to do. And every moment, then every moment, and that you don't need anyone else to tell you what that is about anything. 
And wow, talk about freedom. Mm. Mm. And how you mentioned, um, you mentioned something about death. And I don't remember exactly what it was, like how you worded it. Just say you're going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, do that this, it seems like die. if you don't do this or that, that, that. that. And yeah. I'm going to quote to my best ability, because I don't remember the quote specifically, Dr. Robert Mendelssohn, in his transition already, he was, you know, a medical doctor who went against the medical system, wrote yeah. books, one of them titled how to raise healthy kids um, in spite oh, yeah. of your doctor. Yeah. And one of his most beautiful quotes, and I think it really encapsulates that about that system, is the centerpiece in the altar of modern medicine is death. Mm. And so mm. how the fear of dying has been weaponized and used against yes. us. And I do believe that at some level, maybe we've collectively agreed that we all, that we need to die. Right. Maybe at some level that yes. doesn't need to happen. And I know yeah. that at some level it doesn't happen because we are in sure. consciousness. And yeah. So, but I'm talking about the death of the physical, physical body. body. Yeah. And to me that really encapsulates the centerpiece, right. Of how everything orchestrates around that fear. Mm-hmm. And by being so connected and so interwined in that fear, you forget to live. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because your focus yes. is on death and not yeah. on living. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just wanted to, to bring that out again. Mm. Yeah. That is the crux of it, isn't it? Yeah. That so death is the ending. Yeah. The invitation is a reflection of what are, what are you living for? What are you living for? How do you live for what you live for? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And what How are would you... you want your experience of life to be? Mm. How do you reclaim that? What are you agreeing to that you're ready to let go of or yeah. something different that you're ready to agree to? Yeah. So what is, where do you want your awareness and attention to inhabit? Where do you want that to be placed at? It's your choice. Yeah. It's our choice. It's our choice. And what are you choosing? consenting to that is no longer in alignment. relevant for you, in alignment for you? Yeah. yeah. And let us know. Reach out. You can send yeah, us an love email. Yeah, at connect at thesourceconnection.com. Yeah. You can find this- us at thesourceconnection.com and just fill out our little contact form if you want to do that too and get our manifesto and get our monthly newsletter once a month we'll connect that way and and just lay out in a different way what's happening and highlight some some beautiful stuff so looking forward to hearing from you yeah thanks everyone thank you